Welcome, friends, to Tanks Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, and it's a very special episode. It's episode 300, and for that, we've decided to do this in Google Meets or Hangouts or Chats or whatever We definitely decided to change all of the technology (laughs) just for episode 300. That's Um, it. Yeah, it has nothing to do with um, Discord shitting the bed. (laughs) <laughs> nothing to do with that at uh, all also i apologize for my framing oh wait i think it can adjust yeah. this hotel chair higher no, eh. no uh, i'm in a there. hotel <laughs> we as a special episode we've got the our, our favorite canadian returning to us all the way from canada oh i've managed to put this chair down more but it doesn't come up <laughs> <laughs> oh wow this is this is some hijinks aha Okay, I mean, well, we, we've started as we usually do yes. and mean to continue with as well. Um, yeah, life here has not gone as planned. I will save you all the details, but helping my parents move was the object of this trip. And the packing was a nightmare and the move and the work that needs to be done in their house is such that even though it's the 26th and they mm-hmm. were supposed to be in their house on the 18th, we are in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's a hotel with good internet. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and obviously, hey, hey, Adol, to return to us for episode 300. But hey, Lucy. Hello. As well. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> just about <laughs> just about made it. <laughs> Almost. Uh, the Discord's got a lot to answer for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not really that much. It's been pretty good for, you know, maybe not quite 300 episodes. We haven't used it for that long, to be fair. Yeah. Let's open some beers and just hang out and get cracking with episode... 300 uh um you will listener friend uh, uh find out kind of in i suppose towards the end of the show i might give a little bit of a chat about what we're going to be doing a little bit of change coming maybe to the episodes slightly and, uh, and a i'm leaving change. and so is adil adil is currently <laughs> yeah. detained um <laughs> yes yeah, that's, that's, that's why he's in a hotel <laughs> hotel <Nothing>. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we, we'll we'll chat about uh, uh, that a little bit uh, later. But also, we'll probably have a much bigger, more bombastic, longer episode at some point in the future when we're all in the country and it's sort of you know safe to hang out again. Yeah. We can all sit around a table together and share some beers. That's so episode, the you know the explosive, incredible episode three hundred, it will come later. Yeah, but it's like three. 10 or something like that. Who knows? Episode 400. Exactly. <laughs> at this rate. <laughs> yeah, but at least fine. with the changes that we may be making, that's only in a year's time. So let's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that however we go. So let's open some beers. Um, Adol, we haven't heard from you for ages. What yeah. beers have you got? I've got from Zero Issue Brewing right here in Calgary, Alberta. I've got the Innsmouth mango passion fruit sour it's a 4.8 percent beer uh it's got some lovely art mm. um by artist scott a ford yeah okay. um tentacly yeah mm-hmm. uh, so yeah 4.8 percent mango passion fruit sour curious i haven't really had a calgarian sour so i'm looking mm-hmm. forward to trying it um i think i've mentioned in the past that since I left Calgary, there's been a just a boon of craft breweries here. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's like a city I don't even know beer wise. So I'm <laughs> always excited to see just just how it compares to where I when I used to live here. While you're you know while we're we're cracking about that, maybe we'll jump into that kind of after we've rounded out all of our beers, like the the, the changes that you might have seen um, since kind of being back. If you've had a chance to get out there, but first, Lucy, what are you cracking into? I am going to start with a beer from Whiplash. Um, pretty sure I didn't have this on the podcast before because <laughs> um, unknown, uh, unnamed beer company sent me a duplicate order. <laughs> so, oh, uh, amazing. Yeah, so I have double beers. <laughs> nice. Absolutely um, no notifications back to them to let them know. I have no morals. <laughs> um, when it's a smaller company, I have morals. Bigger company, no such morals. Um, That's uh, Yeah, this is Water Jump from Whiplash. Um, it has... Pale malt, oat malt, carapils, wheat, equinot, galaxy, and strata. And it is 6.8%. Have I had this before on the podcast? I don't think I did. What check was the whiplash I had? Um, horsepower. Horsepower. I can't check, mate, because I can't come off my browser tab. <laughs> oh, right, because Google just, will just cut all the video out for some well, reason. If I have. Oh, well. <laughs> no checks no way to look at all no one else to be able to do any of this uh, whatsoever um, but yeah 6.8% IPA yeah nice is that one got horses on it no uh, water jump would suggest you know something a bit more horsey as well maybe we're in a bit of a horse mode no it's um, looks like someone skipping on the beach literally okay. jumping on the beach so yeah. I think we're nice. clear I like that yeah. that's, that's pretty um, tame for a, a whiplash label as well. Mm, I like it though. Yeah, it's very good. Mm. Mm. Reminds me of that game. What's that game? Set in Ireland. I played where you like um, doing like pencil sketches in a notebook. Oh, oh you and Ben um, played that, right? Uh, yeah, if found. Yes, yes. Mm. Great game. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm going for a new brewery. This week, actually, two new breweries for my best. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the first is a very hard word to say, Asvex. I think it's Asvex Brewing Company, which mm. a little bit naughty looks like Alpha Delta, doesn't it? I was yeah. about to say that doesn't I look saw new. That. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drink Lava Lamp Encryption, which is Citra Mosaic and Galaxy Double IPA at eight percent. Um, there's zero. Flavor text. Is that the Liverpool based? Are they? Yes, they are Liverpool based. I think from what I can gather, they were or, or, or have been um, set up. It's a new brewery set up from uh, the same people who started Neon Raptor. Oh, okay. Mm. They're a good brewery. So high hopes for Neon Raptor this. from Nottingham, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah uh, I saw Alpha Alpha Delta do a beer that was basically. What is it? As what's their name? As as Vez as, backwards. As Vex. Yeah, Asvex. It's basically yeah. their name backwards. <laughs> just, I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, it, it's it's good as well. It's nice that there's mm-hmm. maybe if there isn't a relationship, or even if there is, but that there's that little bit of you know banter yeah. going well, back I, and forth, I'd, I'd be and annoyed, not just lawsuits. I'd you know? be I'd be very annoyed because that is too similar. Yeah, it, it it is it is very similar. Yes. Um, we can talk about that in a little bit as well, Adol. 
We'll come back to you for the beer. Yeah. It is... Um, it poured with minimal head. Uh, almost. It's quite a yellow room, but it mm. almost looks like sparkling apple juice. It's like shandy. Mm. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. Sparkling apple juice, a.k.a. cider. It almost looks like a cider. <laughs> might have been a more appropriate way to say that. Um, on the nose, I'm getting that tropical fruit and that sour. Uh, it's, it's, it's really quite lovely, actually. I was like, oh, yeah, this does not smell like a beer. Um, but it definitely smells like a, pa- a sour, and I'm getting the more of the passion fruit than the mango off the nose. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting. Sorry. It starts extremely tart. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not extreme. It starts quite tart in the sense that it's a sharp tartness. And that's the only thing happening. So you're like, oh, shoot. But it's not like overwhelming my senses. Hmm. Um, and then now that my I'm getting a bit used to it, actually getting some maltiness. But mostly it's this like very um, tart. And then the passion fruit is being much more of a bridge. And the finish is mostly the mango. Hmm. Um. Yeah, this is quite. This feels like sours a few years ago in Bristol, in okay. the UK. So very tart forward, um, and like there's fruits happening, but it's not really melding. It's sort of like it's fruity and sour versus like things like we're spoiled with like Vault City having their sours at like just be within the fruit taste. This is very mm. much a, a sort of we're balancing the fruit taste with the sourness. These are separate parts of the beer, and it's it's interesting and it's tasty, but it's not definitely not like melded in the in the way that I think I've just been spoiled on. Uh, it finishes a bit dry, um, and there's a bit of an almost aspartame-ness to the to the finish. I think it's just that tartness with when the mango recedes. I'm not getting anything else and it, it finishes a bit dry it's so it's like my yeah it's just like my mouth is my palate's a bit dry and drawn out from the tartness and then once everything else is finished the finish itself doesn't have anything else going on so it just gives me that hollowness that aspartame sort of hollowness if that makes mm-hmm. sense okay i have a feeling i might drink this quickly because of that because i'll want to sort of get out of that zone of the finish but mm. yeah okay Nice, nice. Uh, Lucy, the water jump. Mm-hmm. I've already started sipping on it because it smells so good. Yeah. But yeah, like just tropical fruits, like not really much more on the nose, but that's enough. It's just so good. It smells, I guess, a bit of mango, a bit of pineapple maybe. Just, yeah, yeah really good. Yeah, and that carries through to the taste. It's so fruity. Mm-hmm. Got a nice bit of hoppiness as well. So it's not it's not a complete like juice bomb, but it is very, you know it's quite thick and creamy though, and so it has got like those juice bomb elements where it is like, yeah, yeah. this is mostly fruit forward. There's not a lot of bitterness on the end. There's a little bit, but um, with whiplash beers, like I think we spoke about it, what was it last week when you had the horsepower? It's just like, yeah, this is all fruit 
<laughs> this is, you know, all, all flavour, all, you know, not really much going on with the bitterness end of it, but, I mean, it even looks like juice. It looks like orange juice. Yeah. Or, or maybe pineapple juice, because it's quite, it's quite light straw coloured. Mm, it's got that, that sort of thickness yeah, to it as yeah. well, it looks like. It's got a nice mouthfeel mm. to it, as I say, like, you know, that creaminess coats your mouth really well, and, yeah, just a whole bunch of fruit in it. It's it, it's it's so good. Um, mm. I love Whiplash. Yeah, absolutely. Whiplash are, are, are brilliant, even in their more subtle beers. Yeah. They just showcase, you know, even if it's not a big flow and kind of, uh, you know, a lot, they do showcase what they're looking at very well. Yeah, there's nothing subtle about this. I think they're going for mm. just fruit um, in this. But yeah, it, as I say, it's got a nice, nice bit of hoppiness and a bit of pininess in the end just to make it so it's just not like one-dimensional. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love this. I mean, I don't know if I could separate it for, from a lot of other uh, Whiplash beers because um, mm-hmm. it's very similar. I mean... You give me this in a blind taste test, and I'll be like, "That's a whiplash beer." So, um, doesn't really differentiate itself, but that's fine because I love, you know, I love the way their beers taste. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just gorgeous. Love it. Perfect, perfect. Um, I'm trying to think of my whiplash beer from last week, but people can go back and have a look and listen to the episode <laughs> if they want to know those thoughts. Um, but for this week, the um, as Asvex, I keep wanting to say an Avex, but it's Asvex. Mm. Um, it had a lovely nose, uh, a big, a big mango, mm-hmm. um, quite ripe as well, with a with a hint of um, kind of almost sort of uh, like candied sort of sweetness. So uh, kind of you're getting that fruit juice, but you're also getting this kind of candied fruit sweetness from it mm-hmm. as well, and. I don't think they didn't give me much in terms of the um, ingredients. We just get the allergens really, and then the hops on the on the front. So I don't know what else has gone into this one. Um, but on the flavour, it, it, again, it's another beer which is sort of edging between those two kind of ends of double IPA that we have. You know, lots of beers that I'm finding at the moment, double IPAs, are sort of trying to find this more middle ground. So we got the the more fruity kind of element to it. That comes in right at the start. There's a nice sweet sort of mango in there straight away. And that then ripens almost in the mouth really quickly and gets more to a like an earthy uh, um, kind of a, a little bit of a grassy sort of flavor to it. But it definitely starts to feed in and make you feel that there's going to be this quite bitter finish. But it's actually quite light and a little bit sort of subtle. So the flavour sort of flows but from that nice sort of fruity start into a little bit more of a an earthy bitterness. And then you think, I'm going to be hit by a big bitterness here. And it doesn't quite come. There's something that just, just raises very slightly in its bitterness, but it's not massive, which... Is nice in one way because it makes it very, very easy to drink. And it's a little dry, so it's drying me out quite nicely. And I'm sat there thinking, well, 
I'll go back for the flavor rather than it being a big bitter beer and then going, right, yeah, I want to experience that again. But it kind of misses that big bitterness at the end as well. It sort of, you f it flows through these nice flavors and you think, bam, there it, no, there it isn't. It's not there. It's not quite there. And it, it kind of just, for me at least, feels like it should have just yeah. been there as well. Just lifted that bitterness in there just a little bit. But it's nice. Uh, mm -hmm. um, as a first beer from them, it's it's well made. It has it has a, a nice flavour profile to it, uh, and it's very easy drinking for for an eight percent dipper. So, does it taste like the Mersey? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not a, an earthy, grassy sort of flavour. Maybe it is just Mersey water <laughs> um, that I'm getting in. Maybe uh, it's it's you know it's not quite straw. It has got that little brown yeah, tinge yeah. to it it's as well. Colour. Um, it, yeah, it's it is. Very peach. Um, like yes, yeah, absolutely on camera. But uh, again, it's it's maybe a little bit, um, maybe a little more orange on the camera yeah. uh, um, than it is. Um, but it's you know it's thick. You can't see anything through it. It's it's a solid block of color as well. Um, it, it it fizzed quite nicely out of the out of the can. So I had about an inch of head when I poured, which just instantly disappeared. Uh, and and left almost nothing. It's it's like a flat glass of you know just squash, <laughs> apart from the yeah. um, from the thickness of it. But it's yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Mm. Uh, good. Let's enjoy these beers. Um, uh, Adol, we'll, we'll jump into you first. Let's talk about some beer a little bit. As you know, it's a big big topic that's probably on everyone's minds about beer going on right now. But let's let's come to Canada. For some beer, uh, <laughs> have you managed to get out and about much on your trip? I know you've been very obviously very involved with helping your uh, parents move, but have you been able to kind of get out into the scene a little bit? Not really, because of Omicron fears, and mm. um, for the first yeah. week or so, I was here. I was with my sister and my niece, who's two, thus unvaccinated. Uh, and then after that, it was moving nonsense. Uh, but I did go for a walk with uh, my friend Diane, the one who cross-stitched the tanked up logo. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and her new bo uh, man friend. Uh, and uh, we wandered around downtown and then ended up uh, uh, outside on a beer garden, which is really just AstroTurf and ice because <laughs> Calgary. Um <laughs> Uh, and it was at Coal Garden, um, which is one of the uh, older um, new breweries. I mean, mm -hmm. so it's still like, you know, under 10 years old, I think. Yeah. Uh, but they've got a tap room and, like I said, a, a space uh, on the <laughs> that they've made on the concrete asphalt to be like their patio when given that they can't use their big tap room. Mm. Or they can now, I guess, because... Alberta is also a conservative capital. But, um, uh, yeah, and I had the all-nighter vanilla cappuccino porter, which was a 5.8% uh, cold-pressed coffee, um, yeah, vanilla-y porter. And it was really good. The vanilla was um, uh, not too... Um, it was just enough to, like, mellow out the, the, co the coffee in the beer. Um, but other than that, no, I have had <laughs> so I've had sort of 
in the first week of January, I was like, eh, some nights I might have a, a cheeky pour of scotch because my dad always has some Calentans around. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I haven't really drunk all month. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Dry January. <laughs> yeah. Not, not by choice not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I also am such a social drinker normally that it's like, well, I'm just mm. in this hotel room with my folks. Yeah. Hey, uh, that's the, only takes one more person to make a party, so. Mm, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, did you, for the beers that you've got today, did you then pick them up on that, on that little trip, sort of from a bottle shop, or? No, I ended up going to... Uh, the co-op liquor store near my parents' new house, and I had a lovely chat. I was also looking uh, one of the Alberta the Alberta rye whiskey has been award-winning for a few years, hmm. and it's relatively inexpensive, and they came up with a premium version. And so I bought a bottle of that because I haven't bought a whiskey in a long time. It's just not a thing you can track down on the other side of the pond. And then mm-hmm. because I asked about that, $80 bottle of whiskey, the... Uh, I was then like, so craft beers, I have a podcast. And then the big problem, I don't know if you recall last time, was everything comes in four packs. And yes. so it's like, ah. But this guy was just like, oh, I sometimes have a singles bin. So if there's any singles you want, grab them. And if there's anything in four packs you want, grab those and I'll just bust them up. Nice. So wow. yeah, it was a lovely interaction with the uh, man, the man who runs the co-op liquor store uh, on the day shift anyway. It in near in the Hamptons in the northwest of Calgary, the Hamptons Co-op Liquor Store. That's my plug. There nice. you go, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I have actually a couple other ones that I'm hoping to try and bring back with me if I can mm-hmm. figure out how to pack them safely, etc. Just like I usually do, and then have them maybe next week. Yeah, um, perfect. But yeah, uh, other than that, it's been like I said, I haven't really, li- I haven't, I've, I've seen. Diane and Phil, and then I saw my buddy Henry last night, and other than that, it's just been fam time. It's not really been in Calgary so much as trying to get, like, let's put it this way. My parents lived in that house for 27 years, Mm -hmm. and I got there on the 29th, 28th of December, and they hadn't packed a thing. (laughs) Bless their hearts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were just it's waiting just, for you to come to yeah that's it yeah pretty that's much it. yeah um so yeah so it's just it's just not been one of those like i've not really taken a trip to calgary i i'm like mm-hmm. functionally here to help my parents out and i thought a month long trip would be enough time for the other stuff but thanks to the hiccups it's like well i'm still with my parents in very close proximity so i don't really and like omicron's a few weeks behind here than it was than okay. it is in the UK, so it's just like yeah, I can, uh, uh, it's fine. I can yeah, hang out fine. and chat with my folks. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah if there's anything we do well, it's just let you know new variants just tear through. You know, just get it over and done with. You know, yeah. <laughs> just like ripping off the plaster, we just do it immediately. That's it. Just we don't it even put the plaster on. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like why even pointless. Pretend? Pointless. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. Good. Uh, let's continue talking about uh, beer a little bit then. Um, I would imagine that lots of people have seen this uh, big old brew dog news. Uh, I haven't seen the Talk. documentary that mm-hmm. was done by the BBC uh, yet. It's probably weekend viewing potentially. Uh, but I don't think it's 
come out with anything that we probably didn't already know, right? Or assume. From, from reporting and, and you know, uh, um, stories that people have uh, kind of come forward with and the various accounts on sort of Instagram and Twitter, which have been sort of spotlighting, um, you know, uh, kind of abusive practices in the industry and stuff. And BrewDog have been a, a, a big kind of part of that over here. So they're already on lots of people's shit lists. Um, I think this, at least the BBC doc, has probably brought them out on slightly more people's shit lists, uh, I would imagine. Um, but there's a, a big knock-on in that other companies that then work with BrewDog have started to pull away from them. So Cloudwater, um, the Queer Brewing Project as well, who were part of the sort of the Cloudwater box that that's contract brewed at BrewDog and then put out into Tesco. Uh, uh, there's lots of moves kind of being made to come away from those contracts and and contract brewing with BrewDog. So a little bit of a background. Um, none of us really drink BrewDog here anyway. Um, but do you kind of do you see a sea change for most of the you know people drinking as the sort of the, the, the talking point here? Do you think it's going to have any impact at all on kind of their market share, on what we see in the supermarkets from people? Or is this, you know, it's just within our little craft beer bubble, um, really? Yeah, because I wouldn't have even known about it unless you posted that <laughs> link to me. So. And I'm, you know, I don't really pay much attention to the news. I just drink the beer and, you know, I, I, I drink beer to get away from news. <laughs> <laughs> Not look into it, so... Um, yeah, no, no I, I think, you know, I think given the fact that, it, you know, it's a BBC documentary, maybe some people who are like, you know, who do drink it, but that's their only craft beer, or that's, you know, or that's the only beer they drink, maybe they see that and think, oh, maybe I should, you know, vote with my wallet and drink something else, but mm. I imagine that's a small subset of people who are actually watching that documentary. And then, you know, seeking out that information and stop drinking it. But just by um, virtue of, like, Cloudwater and, you know, what is it, Queer Brewing, you say as well? Yeah. Um, just, just pulling out of those deals and having those removed from shelves. Maybe someone's like, oh, I really like that beer. Where's it gone? Where's it gone from my Tesco? Like, you know... Some people probably right. just think that that's just like normal stock rotation, but yeah, then people are yeah. like, "I like that beer. Where's it gone? I I drink this and my Peroni and nothing else." Right, and it's like if someone pulls Peroni, it's just like you know, probably look into it. So, but yeah, I think that's a small subset of people, and I think. Mm. I mean, I I, th I think things will change, not from you know BrewDog's bottom line as such. I mean, it will hurt certainly, but I think just from like. I mean, the beer industry itself is a very tight knit community. Like, there's everybody knows each other. There's a lot of, you know, um, you know, collaborations and mm. people going to other everybody else's brewery. So I think like just peer pressure will hopefully get them to change. I mean, I guess the way I see it is there was that open letter and there was articles in the Guardian and stuff last June. July, June, yeah, early, yeah, last summer, yeah, yeah, last June, uh, and not much came out of it except maybe the the wheels for this documentary, mm. um, and 
like I did a quick check and the Guardian has another article about um uh about James Watt trying uh, being accused of trying to intimidate ex staff over the exposé and he's like making a big deal on tweeting about how he's going to take them to court and things yep. but I just see that as well they apologized dog apologized a year you know 6 7 months ago and that was it like he, nothing changed yeah. uh and so this feels like I, I just i don't have a lot of faith in the news cycle and holding people to account versus making a splashy headline yeah and the the other thing is uh i i think on british beer girls instagram someone mentioned that mm -hmm. it's 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 really bizarre that james watt is getting because he's the big boss is getting all the heat because a lot of the things that she's been publicizing the anonymous accounts of like really bad pay and how they ran bars and stuff he hasn't been in charge of bar running for a long time sure but all the media is very focused on him so like that gives brewdog a really good hey scapegoat him out give him a golden parachute we'll be fine we fix things moving forward yeah, but it's yeah. the whole it's like top to bottom cronyism and yeah. stuff yeah and it's it, it's sad because you know that the whole mo from the beginning was like oh punk you know punk ipa you know and that shouldn't come at the expense of anybody else though it's like you know yes. okay you want to differentiate yourself from your big macro corporate beers but you know being edgy and new kid on the block doesn't mean you it's, it sort of feels like you should be doing the opposite of excluding people and making people you know feel crap um so it's very strange well, it's like the white supremacy side of punk, right? Like not the actual punk ethos, but the, we yeah. like the 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 people who co-opted the look to do yes, yes. bad things on the on you the, know the, the red old... pill. Yeah, can't listen yeah. to no more oi bands anymore because they're all just fucking racist. Um, yes, um, not the oi bands of old uh, that everyone loves. Um, yeah, I, I, but I, I think you're right in that there is that opportunity now. For Brewdog to kind of come out on top of this, I mean, how intertwined is Brewdog with James in terms of sort of like the public image and those kinds of things? How much shares is he in for to not kind of want to then give it up and, and that kind of thing? But there's a potential, as you say, to scapegoat him a little bit, push him out and just continue on. Uh, and not change any of the cultures and since sort of last summer and what's happened we you know are not privy to what they may be doing behind the scenes and, and these kinds of things but again nothing has sort of been reported in a positive yeah, light yeah. in terms of those sorts of changes so it's it, it, it seems very much like it's all slow moving if moving at all in those kinds of uh, ways and obviously solidarity with all of the workers in Brewdog who are just trying to make a fucking living yeah. uh, um, mm. people who absolutely love beer and see this as a perfect way to get into the industry either working in bars or brewing with them or even people smaller breweries who collaborate and then contract brew out to them to be able to push them to more people and more kind of customers and saw that as a valid uh, um, kind of business path to be able to go to. Um, so absolutely, we stand with all of those uh, people who who are gonna are gonna be affected by yeah, this, this is, as well. This is just you know, 
I mean, I don't know if it's just something that naturally happens, but it's always a case of have a very small, you know, company, and just by, you know, sizing up, getting more people, you know, sometimes people just like, oh, Christ, we have to hire HR now. It's not just two dudes in, in a garage mm. brewing beer, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I don't know, like, I guess some people are just, as you say, Adil, you know, it's a whole culture of, like, cronyism and everything like that, and it's like, there comes a point where it's like, there should be someone telling them, you know, grabbing them by their shoulders and shaking them. It's like, you can't do things the way you used to do yeah. it when it was just the two of you. And it's like, to be, you know, a, a big company, you know, publicly traded, like, we see this so much in the games industry, like, starts off with five dudes, you know, being crappy to each other because it's like frat culture and it's like, that may be okay between you lot and it's like, as soon as, I don't know, a woman or a minority enters the fold, they're like, let's carry on. Yeah. And they don't see yeah. anything wrong with it and don't, I just don't understand. It's like, have some awareness of your surroundings, you know, but some people have just never had to because they don't, they don't you know, migrate to other spaces where maybe they're the minority or, you mm. know, it's just, yeah. But come on. They're a big company now. It's like, it's about time, you know, take some social responsibility for what you're doing, you know? Absolutely. And take responsibility for you know, all of those people that you employ as well, mm-hmm. the public image yeah. that your company has. It's It's... You know, there's there's always the argument that 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 I kind of um, I kind of don't fall back on, but can understand in that if they went bust tomorrow, you know, the same with kind of big video game companies, um, there, you know, there is going to be massive fallout for the people that kind of work for them, and and there will be other jobs people will scoop them up, and and then kind of the industry is this big. If this much falls out of it, it will be absorbed up over time by everyone else. The industry will still be this kind of big. But obviously that takes time and lots of people, especially people who work in the service industry, are kind of living paycheck to paycheck anyway. So to suddenly be out of work for several months if something like this kind of went down... And the company just stopped, which it's never going to do, to be fair. Yeah. That... that, you know, but that does knock on to maybe smaller breweries who were, you know, brewing with them or contract brewing with them or all these kinds of things. I know, I, I again don't know the ins and outs of, of kind of contracts and stuff, but I always remember when we talked to um, the the people at Brewgooder when we had the episode mm-hmm. with them a, a mm-hmm. few years ago now that they were contract brewing up with with Brewdog, and it seems you know like it's a very good way to kind of be able to scale up because of how big Brewdog is. And getting in with them to be able to do that, so this will impact on other people in that kind of way as well. You know, whether it's sort of startup breweries and, and things like that, which suddenly have a very big moral conundrum, um, and, and, and have probably had these thoughts for the last sort of six months to a year anyway, potentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a weird kind of time, but yeah. I, and I think going back to the original point. We're probably all in agreement that it is just within our little craft beer bubble that we're having these discussions yeah. and, and stuff. I'm it's generally it's... surprised that you know the BBC covered it and it wasn't just you know an article in the Guardian, as you know Deal mentioned. But um, 
I mean, it wasn't like it was aired on BBC One or anything, right? Like, it's still... <laughs> yeah. All right, was it just like, only on iPlayer for two days? <laughs> I think it was... I don't think it was even that, Lucy. I think what? it was live on BBC in Scotland. Yes, I believe that's what it was. Yeah, It wasn't even on English BBC. So you could probably watch it on iPlayer. Yeah, but I think it's it's, a, it's you episode four of the... Is it Dispatches? Disclosure program? Disclosure. Yeah. So not Dispatches. And you can only watch it at 10 p.m. whilst eating haggis. That's the only way. To- uh, 10:30 p.m. <laughs> in Scotland, actually. 10:30. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, mm, yeah, it, it's a weird one though. Um, I'm talking about the broadcasting, not even the situation. <laughs> Just like on only on Scottish BBC. Like, okay, All right, because they're like you know. They're very big over in England as well. So mm. yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, the brewery is based in Scotland. The, yes. They've got, you know, they're actually kind of big in America as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, these days it kind of doesn't really matter where you're based, does it? Anything goes, especially when certain governments kind of just do what the fuck they like uh, mm. uh, and kind of just tell everyone else that they, you know, at least corporations can do whatever the fuck they like. Yeah, um, it, that... it's a shame because you know I, I want to feel better about brewed up beers and mm. in general, and because I'm sure their products still taste okay. Some of them, especially like their, <laughs> I think like they have their Overworks range where it's uh-huh. like experimental small batch beers, and it's like yeah. you know I'd I, I'd love to be in that space where I don't feel terrible about them. I mean, this is why, like, you know, when it was the whole thing where it's like, oh, these guys are selling out to this company and this company, like Magic Rock and Beaver Town. It's like, Mm. and I think we were all in the space of, like, I mean, I'd also sell out if I had the opportunity to, me personally, (laughs) not speaking for you two, but we're all in, like, okay, we're not going to boycott their beers and stuff like that. Remember when that was, like, the scandal? What was that, like, two years ago now? 18 months ago or something like that? that. Is it really? I mean, mean, just, you know, just, you know, when everybody was getting bought by, like, I don't know, you know, AB and Bev and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Is it Kieran who owned Magic Rock? These days, yeah, or whoever some... owns Kieran Lion Group or something Lion, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember when that was the you know big controversy? <laughs> yes. Oh, and then yeah. oh, you know, with um, who was it? Uh, gosh, uh, the the is it the Danish guys who who were? Oh God, who was it? Um, was it, they own War Pigs, don't they? Mikella. Mikella, yeah. The um, the whole scoop last year about. Them having really crappy practices as yes. well. So. Right. Yes, yeah. and all of the pullouts from the beer festival. Yeah. That, that they run. Yeah. I mean, it's again like craft beer bubble, right? Yeah, that thing is being picked up by people in the industry saying, "Hey, breweries who are associated with, you know, um, shitty practice brewery number one, kind of do better. Re re look at your relationships with these yeah. with these people and see kind of, you know, what you're kind of doing and there was lots of chat again around, hey, we're going to, you know, the, the breweries or someone at one of the breweries probably put through the idea of like, hey, let's have this meeting 
and 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 chat to kind of the people that were affected. Like we'll, we'll make them come all the way over mm. to the festival, get on a plane and come on over to the <laughs> festival to have some kind of say in front of a big crowd about this. And it's like ah, we really need to think about how we're engaging with people and how we're actually. You know, yeah. uh, uh, bringing forward voices and these sorts of things, and 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 it starts like usually at the bottom in smaller companies, but it needs to proliferate all the way through to the Agreed. top. Yeah. And it's only when it actually happens at the top that it becomes standard. So yeah. there definitely needs to be some kind of change at Brewdog for there to be a wider industry change Absolutely. in how people are treated. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And and like that's the thing. I think McKellar and Brewdog are too they're too big at this point. Where you know, as I was talking about that that peer pressure, maybe maybe that doesn't matter to them now because it's like we're still we still got our you know pubs internationally. Mm. We still got you know we're still you know trading and selling beers in mo- multiple markets. Like just because people you know, like us, feel bad about not buying, you know, one or two beers from us each week or, or, or month or whatever it is. We don't need to care about you. We we yeah. have the we have the mass market now. Right. Which which is you know, that'd be crappy, but um because you're just basically shunning all your beers. <laughs> and it's like uh, yeah. It's very macro kind of um attitude to things, but maybe they're at that point, like say if like you know, a, a brewery the size of Whiplash had that kind of expose and like scandal. It's like they're small enough where it's like if people stop working with them, they'd be effed. Oh, so they're like, done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe McKellar and Brewdog are just too big at this point to for for the peer pressure specifically to mm-hmm. actually make a change. Um, I'm sure their beers will just be get even crapper and that'll stop people buying them. <laughs> but we can all hope that maybe people have more discerning tastes. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, people still buy Carling, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this leads us into a, a, an excellent segue into what's been happening in video games at the moment, but I feel like we need maybe just a bit of a, a, a nicer note to uh, uh, continue on and not just talk about doom, gloom, and people being cunts um, for you know <laughs> like twenty minutes or something. Just just talk about something nice a little bit. So maybe we'll interject a little bit with um, with, with what we've been playing. Um, it, it, it raises a good point for uh, you, listener, that we are going to be changing how we structure uh, the podcasts going forward. We're going to make them a little bit more accessible. Shoot them down to an hour. But you'll have two a week, so we're still going to sit here for two hours. If you want to join us on Twitch and listen to us rant and rave uh, and have a couple of beers for an evening, you can still do so. But we're going to shoot out an episode which is going to be kind of what we've been playing, talking about games and those kinds of things. Um, and maybe what we've been drinking as well. Um, but then for our second uh, second hour, as we kind of have been doing anyway, we'll be talking about a topic. Something that we can really get into, something meaty that we can discuss. And that might range from industry news, you know, the, the, the chat that we've just had, which has gone on for a reasonable uh, amount. Or maybe sort of bigger game reviews and discussions that we want to get into. So that's what we're going to do. In the jo- jokes future. on you though, I mean you listeners. The topic every week is going to be about um, Super Metroid. So, 
It's going to be a more episode three hundred two A. No B. Super Metroid. <laughs> episode three hundred three B. Super Metroid. B, Just constant. Uh, I I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, the naming conventions haven't we haven't worked out the naming conventions yet? But they're going to get absolutely ridiculous, aren't they? Two point five rebirth, only available on Switch or something. That'll be the name. We of will each not be episode. talking about Kingdom Hearts um, <laughs> ever because that is the day I leave. <laughs> we won't be talking about that, Lucy. Don't Good. worry. Um, let's have a let's have a little brief discussion uh, about what we've been uh, playing. Um, uh, Adol, I will come to you first because we haven't heard from you for a few weeks and I mean I would imagine that you haven't had a huge amount of time to kind of put into anything but is there anything at all that you've been playing anything at all even yeah. you know browser based word games is there anything I was going to say uh, <laughs> yeah uh, I was going to say Wordle I know now everyone and their dog has seen the damn Twitter posts and whatnot. But I wordle most days. I've missed a couple because of things. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's a browser-based game where you have six guesses at a five-letter game a word, um, and so you just type out a word, five letters. Is it that word? It ha- uh, and then it'll turn the letters ye- um, yellow or green depending on if the word the letter exists in the word or. And if it's in the right place, it's green. Mm. If it just exists in the world, it's yellow. And if it's not, it stays green, uh, black, gray, depending on your color. If you're in dark or light mode, it's that's it. Red. You, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, exactly right. Um, and that's it. You now have to guess a subsequent mode uh, word um, that uses that information. You have six total guesses to get the word. It's one word a day. It's powerlanguage.co.uk slash Wordle. I have yeah. it open, yeah. And it has um, the same five-letter word for everyone across the mm-hmm. globe. Yeah. Uh, it does reset on your internal clock, which is why oh, my British okay. friends are like, ah, oh, Wordle 220. And my <laughs> North American friends are like, ah, oh, Wordle 219. Um, I lead an exciting life, guys. Um, <laughs> and it's It's... It's very simple. Um, it's so smart because it gives you more information. So it's very likely there, that you are narrowing down the possibilities. But so getting it right in five or six, like getting it right within the six, is not as hard as it sounds because it's any no. five-letter word. Just because the possibility space gets narrowed very smartly. Yeah, there's only twenty-six letters of the alphabet. So I'm sure someone's done a, you know, calculus algebra equation or whatever it is. Yeah, to, and there's. Uh, there and there are a bunch of articles out there about like how to optimize mm. um for example what your starting word is uh some people oh, use ouija because it gets your narrows your ouija letters wow. really well go the vowels down because i yeah. was like what what word has four vowels that i could use yeah ouija is a good word yeah. <laughs> yeah and then like for example i was i was someone's asked me what's a good starting word and i thought about it and if anyone who watched wheel of fortune knows that R S T L N E are the most um, mm. used letters in the English language, so stern is a good one. Mm. Um, I'd go with I'd go with stare. Yeah, either mm-hmm. to uh, stare or but, the but stairs. That's the thing, like I'm not vanilla, and I like to change up my. Yeah, I was gonna say, mm. but what I like about it is not optimizing it. I I I mm. just don't care. It's and because it's yeah, one a day, so... you don't have to worry. If I was doing it over and over and over like i would mm-hmm. definitely feel the pull to try and optimize but because it's one a day and uh, that's it 
Yeah. I don't have to worry. And like, I know a lot of people who pick, try and pick a random word. What word do I think of? And then try and solve it from there. I'm a child. That's a junior high school child. So I use the word boner okay. without fail every time. Nice. Right. Um, it's it's like reasonably. It's got E R N B and and an extra vowel. It's not a yeah. terrible one. Uh, but I just giggle. I start. I giggle and I say, "Can a boner get me to the right answer every day?" Every time. Um, yeah, um. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I I like to switch it up because, as you say, I'm not precious about it. You know, it, mm. I I text my friend and she texts me every every morning. I think Adil, me and you are gonna have to set up a thread. <laughs> just yeah. You wordling. Um, but yeah, it's just I I love the shareability about it. Like you know. That, that, that's the most genius thing for me. How? Um, yeah, I was gonna say. You, you just press the share button and it goes into like emoji form, but it just shows like uh, the yellow, uh, gray, and green blocks. Yes. Just. Yeah. Just. What's the word that I'm trying to um, use? Like, imagifies it. <laughs> yeah, it make it, it like makes a very clear graphic <laughs> of. Yes, how of your game, of yes. your round without <laughs> yeah. actually having a single letter in it. Mm. So people yeah. and you you share it and it gives you a grid of hopefully less than six lines but five columns, right? Of mm. your guesses: black, black, yellow, green, green, black, black, green, green, green. You know, whatever. Um, and it's really smart because also when people started sharing yeah. that, you see it from two people and you're like, "What the fuck is this thing?" <laughs> right. Um, and I think that's why it got so viral, and that's why people are really angry when they just see it all the time in their Twitter timelines. But mm. it's it's really really well designed, because like that's part of the key to it's, it's wholesome good design. as well. It's mm. not one of those. I mean, we've been through so many viral things in our lives. Like, I mean, look at Happy Slapping. That was one of the yeah. first that I remember, and that was <laughs> god awful. And it's like this is just wholesome. Like the guy made it as a present for his wife. And then oh, he wow. just shared it because she likes word games. And then he, he just shared it with the world. And people who are making clones of it actually get torn down. Yeah. And, you know, this guy who had a, another app in the app store called Wordle <laughs> had mm. nothing to do with this one. He saw a lot of kickback, like, from people just looking for an app based Wordle. And, you know. He donated all the, that, 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 that money to charity. And yeah. it's like, there's so many good stories around it. There are some other ones, like some idiot making some some bot that like looked at the code of the game and basically posts the next day's answers just to spoil it oh, for people. Oh, dear. And that, <laughs> that got yeah. banned off Twitter or whatever it is. So it's like... Yeah. It, it just feels like in the year of our law 2022 when everything's awful <laughs> yeah. this just feels like oh Wordle will be the one uh you that's know, how everyone gets pulled through through the year just we yeah. see it for the whole it, year I, just, yeah. kind yeah. of like it kind of feels kind of like the sort of animal Cross crossing shared wholesomeness mm. but like yeah. i think the key is that it's one a day and it's the same one because mm -hmm. you can't overdose on it, and that's why sharing is okay. Because if I did five a day and shared them all, you'd be like, yeah. block. Yeah. Right? I don't like, want to see um, that shit. What was that, what was that word game when... Or no, that picture game. Like Someone drew a picture. It was basically like charades, and you shared it over app or whatever it is. This was like 
a decade ago and it's like people would literally spam you it's like guess oh. what i drew guess what right. i mean? it's like i've <laughs> yeah. done this eight times for you already i'm doing it because i like you and you're my friend but this is abuse <laughs> stop sending me pictures um yeah. so i did want to mention though that there are uh alternate wordles out there and one i yeah, particularly enjoy one. is loodle yeah uh which is lewd words although you never can tell what words count as lewd mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, d- I don't like that one I'm it's like, really oh, hard I want, yeah, hey I want, <laughs> I want wholesome hey <laughs> yeah lucy wants want wholesome to... not some holes um <laughs> Yeah, I, but I don't like Loodle. I li- what I, I like about it is when you hit share, it includes a descriptor that says, don't fucking copy this or whatever, the, the play the real game. Oh, yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've cloned it, and they have a different dictionary, but they're just like, hey, support Loodle. Oh, Wordle. Like, I'm not trying to do anything. They're also a one a day. They also have no ads. Yeah. They clearly get the spirit of the thing. Um, but and that's what's I think nice to see, like people are not, you know, the original users are not monetizing it, and yeah, people are following suit. Like yeah. most well, again, <laughs> quick, quick to jump on the trend. Gary Witter, uh, who wrote Star Wars Rogue One, is, a, is a, yeah. a, a writer and stuff. Got together with a developer and just made Loodle, and now lots of people are playing it. You can look on Twitter. Stephen Fry oh, plays Loodle. Okay. Uh, um, mm. You know, there's loads of people that are sort of chatting about it. But I like how. Wordle, as such, which has been around for a little while, but has now spawned in the last kind of like what week or two, roughly, yeah, weeks. Uh, come into the sort of the the vernacular and has spawned all of this stuff. So, Townscaper, a game that we yeah. have enjoyed, uh, you, you, people are sharing their grids using Townscaper by just using the yellow or green building oh, yeah. that's and hilarious. leaving things blank instead. So yeah, yeah. it's it's, Cause it's you interesting can how copy it... the Twitter URL and paste it right into the 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 Townscaper browser based um, builder, and it's yeah, it's because I did it with your tweet, Adil. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and that was fun. Uh, but so yeah, though I will say that uh, uh, my standard guess on Wordle, the day I found out about Loodle, fucking mm. was the day Boner was on Loodle, and so I one shot him. Like I'm never gonna do this in Wordle, right? For two reasons: one, it's you can. with all the five letter words, it's basically impossible, and no, two, no, I'm committed to just saying boner every time, and I don't think Wordle's going to go to boner. And now Loodle won't go back. I'm like, well, I've I've I've, I've beaten one of these games. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> yesterday, uh, Kim Kim plays. I I haven't really got into got into it yet, uh, um, but. Um, we worked it out. I sat with her. And we worked it out together, and actually, I think yesterday's or maybe the day before was sugar, um, yeah, which seems like a was, pretty good rough. seems like a pretty good starting word, right? Yeah. You got your S, you got your R, you got a couple of vowels in there as well. You know, you maybe not being sort of quite as common. And yeah, it, it actually took us all six tries to get yeah. to sugar. But my friend didn't get it. it, 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 it an easy I beat her every word, single so. time, and I love it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Um, so, and the thing is, now that they've used it, but a good yeah. starting word as well. It's it's also just so easy to apprehend. Like you might not have the vocabulary, but you get the rules. So on yeah. our family Zoom on the weekend, because I introduced my sister to it, now she does it with her two kids. Mm. Oh, nice! And so they were like, "Did you do today's wordle?" And I, I was like, "No." And then my, you know, my mum's generation, like my 
brother-in-law's parents and my parents and my other brother-in-law's parents were all on the call and they're like what and so my niece who's 11 shared her went to power language uh shared the her screen and we did the wordle together where the kids were like giving oblique hints to everyone and it was like it is wholesome family fun (laughs) um but before we move away from uh Wordle startling. I have to say, there's a a thing called Absurdle. Oh, yes, yeah, I saw and this. It's probably it's the <laughs> most interesting thing someone's done with that this like framework, and that is, it fights against you. <laughs> so, it it will change the word as you go along within the rules. Right, you have unlimited guesses but you're trying to have as few as possible to get to a five-letter word. But every time you do a thing, it'll reject it. But you've still shrunk the possibility space, right? So if I guess guess Ouija, the word's going to have an E in it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's a totally... Because it's going to change to... So Ouija isn't the word. Nothing in Ouija gets it right or whatever. Some of the code, I think, sometimes does say yes to certain things, but basically, it's adapting to make it the hardest for you. And right. so, some people did the maths, and basically, four is the best you can ever do on that game. Oh, wow! Really? I can't <laughs> but also, someone they they found they they also broke it and found an algorithm that guarantees success in six. Because when a nerd makes a crazy, difficult nerd game, other nerds figure out how to beat it. And I just really <laughs> like that narrative. But mm. I, I've done a five, I've done a six, uh, a four, so I got a four, and then the rest is like, it's really hard. Yeah, I need, um, I need to go back to it. But first. I think it's worth doing a couple of times, just to, because I think it gets you a better appreciation for Wordle and like, how the rule set works, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's just really interesting from a different perspective on the Wordle game design, because it's like an ex- exploitation of it, but it's still the same core rules i think is really fascinating but it's also arguably not that fun um for most people but it's <laughs> yeah. worth trying um yeah, so definitely look that up nice, nice. But there's also yeah. hello wordle.net wordle without the at the end which is unlimited <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Free mm, no ads. Uh, again it's interesting unlimited. how all of these things have you know come out of the sudden rise of this how quickly people have been able to put these together as well uh, and get them out yeah um cool. Let's crack some more beers open. Um, Adam, we'll come back to you for your second beer. Yeah. Uh, this one's from BC. It's from the Fernie Brewing Company. It's the Black Mammoth Winter Ale. Rich, strong, and decadent. It's uh, four point, uh, 473 mil, 8% uh, ABV. Um Craft for you by bike riding, powered or chasing ferny folk. Bring us along on your next adventure. Our decadent winter ale, aged on oak and brewed with dark chocolate, cocoa, triple sec, and orange peel. There's a lot in there. It sounds like there's a lot in there. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm curious. It's either going to be like a little too winter spicy for my taste Mm. or really interesting. Seems like a good beer to... Have it 2.20 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good time. I, I, I've started reading the... Um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the book from Johnny Garrett. What's it called, Lucy? You were reading it as well. 
The year in beer? The year in beer, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I, I need I, to pick I, a I, couple. I, no, yeah. I've hit through January. I think I'm, go- I think I'm going to follow it. You know, I'm not going to read the whole book now. I'm going to do month by mm. month. So as soon as February hits, I'll, I'll read through the February chapter. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that because I wanted to pick that back up because I think I got through half of January or something. So, yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, Lucy, what are you going to drink next? I'm going to drink a beer from Cloudwater. Oh, topical. <laughs> it's not a uh, collaboration with Brewdog, as far as I know. Mm. Um... And it is called, I say we and I mean you and I don't know how. (sighs) (laughs) Okay. You know, yeah. Could you repeat the question? I say we and I mean you and I don't know how. (laughs) Okay. I'm saying it with like an inflection on the end, like there's a question mark. There isn't. Um, (laughs) Of course It's just a nonsense sentence. (laughs) Um, but it's got Motueka Citra and New Zealand Cascade in it. It's a double IPA. Um, it's eight percent. Ah, and uh, the flavour text is right. I don't know if you lot can see. It's right under mm-hmm. uh, where it says dipper. Lots uh, of white front. can right there. Mm, mm. Yeah, um, which is nice. It says soft and juicy, bursting with bright citrus and smooth tropical fruit flavours. Nice. That's it. See how Cloudwater are doing with their uh, dippers these days. It'll be good to see. Well, I've already had this. So. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yes, the double. The double the drink, yeah. order. <laughs> yes, fair, fair. Um, I'm going to drink a new brewery uh, for me. Uh, I don't know whether either of you would have had this because it's Greek um, from Corfu. It's a Seven Island Brewery. It's called King Cyborg. What Ooh, a I love fucking can. Look at that. That's um, great. They've How got on some... earth did you come across it? It was in the bottle shop. It was in bottle oh. books. Um, so I picked, it, I picked it up. Uh, yeah, and, and I looked on uh, their um, Seven Island are bigger on uh, Instagram than they are on Twitter. Uh, they've got some fantastic can art on there. Um, so hopefully their beers match with uh, how fantastic their can art is. But this is, yeah, King Cyborg. It's a double dry hopped New England style double IPA with Citra and Strata hops. Again, Almost no flavour text. It's just sort of allergens and addresses and things like that. Uh, but it's eight point two percent. It's just like as soon like as it. I saw it, I'm like, that looks fucking cool. What's yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> and have we ever had a Greek beer? I don't think before. I've ever had a part. Uh, I've, no, I've no, never had Turkish. a Greek beer. Period. Um, as far as I know. No, I don't think I have either. Unless wow. I think FS. E-F-E-S. Uh, I drank it a lot in Turkey, mm. but I don't know mm. whether it was Turkish or not. Well, I've been... Sounds Greek. To Greece for over 20 years at this point, so... Oh, yeah, this was a while. And this I was a long time. underage. <laughs> when people were allowed <laughs> to travel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I want to see Vlacky with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, Maybe I have had a Greek beer in a Greek restaurant. Or it was probably just Peroni. <laughs> <laughs> or just Tiger. Or something brought yeah. in randomly yeah. from down the road. Um, yeah. Adol, we'll come back to you. Is it Fernie? Fernie Brewing Company? Yeah, Fernie being the uh, BC very uh, popular ski hill okay. area, ski town. Okay. It also poured with very little head. Almost looks like a cola, except it's barely 
like you can see a little bit of lacing. Mm. It's just so non-carbonated. Uh, it smells like a sweet 8% with chocolate and cocoa. Um, oh, that's rich. Oh. Fuck me. That oak... <laughs> aged on oak business it's there this this reminds me of a whiskey wow okay i was about to say you were talking about whiskey earlier our decadent winter ale yeah this is decadent it's it, that oak is coming through it's a bit smoky as well um and it finishes with a very nice bitter um but not really long bitterness and then it, and the finish sort of lingering bitter and then some of, some of the sweet from the alcohol and the chocolate comes through mm -hmm. um just giving it a really nice finish that tastes like beer um <laughs> as we've talked good. about before um yeah and i think that orange peel they mentioned is just sitting on top rounding out the chocolate the dark chocolate and the cocoa yeah well this is like it's not too fruity it mostly tastes like a nice boozy winter ale um and then the, and then the oak kicks in and you're like oh wow this is something to sip this is like a after dinner at the ski hill in front of the fire type beer which is perfect for middle of the day at a hotel <laughs> um, at least it's cold outside and you can kind of feel you know some of that is it uh, i think it's eight degrees today that's warm. Oh no, it's minus two. It was eight degrees yesterday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's like tropical. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I love yesterday. the difference. But, um, no, this is this is an. I I don't know why it's called Black Mammoth. It's probably one of their ski hills or something. Uh, this is a very excellent beer. Uh, it. I've never had such a profoundly like barrel tasting beer like it, it mm. tastes like uh like i said like a whiskey aged in, in oak barrels it, it has nice. that but while still retaining it doesn't it fits with the rest of the beer profile yeah so it's like yeah. oh yes this is a rich beer that is oaky and a bit smoky it's not harsh like you'd expect a whiskey but in yeah exactly beautiful. so it has those the right level of those tastes to match yeah. for a hearty beer not for a yeah. whiskey Good. It's so really just, interesting. Just, 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 just over. Well, I mean, when you're aging it in like oak barrels, there's not much you can do really. But it's like some of them just way too harsh, way too peaty and smoky. Mm, and it's just, like, just take on too much of that. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it. Uh, I'm curious how it'll like once my palate gets used to all the bits, how it'll sort of end up by nearer mm -hmm. to the end of the the pint. Mm -hmm. Good. Nice. Uh, Lucy, the cloud water, mm -hmm. double IPA. Yes. Um, similar looking to the last beer, very mm. very straw coloured, very uh, very thick looking. It's a little bit Maybe lighter thick. almost yeah. on camera than the last one. Looks looks kind of yeah. it's getting towards custard now. <laughs> a little, yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe also a bit lighter in, like, just looking at it, like, in texture than the last one. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, this uh, this is, you know, same tropical aroma. Probably a bit more orange in this one. Yeah. On the nose, more than anything. Um, okay, I'm just seeing if 
the hops were. So they both have no, all different, all different. Motueka Citroen Cascade in this one, whereas Equinox Galaxy and Strata in the other one. Okay. Hmm. But I mean, probably a few years ago, I'd have been like, oh yeah, this is quintessential Cloudwater. Yeah. Like, but uh, you know, so many more breweries and beers are doing that very fruity kind of you know taste now um fruit forward kind of beers mm. but yeah this is it's a little bit flatter compared to the the last one i don't know if that's just because it's you know been sitting out for a bit longer but it's not quite as hoppy um but it's got a, it's, it's got a bit of fruitiness probably not as much as the as the whiplash But it does have a really nice, like, sweetness to it that creeps in towards the end from, like, the malt and probably whatever, you know, what the hops are doing, the fruit's doing. So it's got a nice, it's got a nice warming sweetness, but you couldn't tell that it's 8%, to be honest. It okay. is quite light um, in mouthfeel, in texture, in just the alcohol. It's It, it tastes very light. Um actually tastes lighter than the whiplash to be honest um i don't know if that's just because it was less viscous or you know um but yeah it, it's, it's, it's sometimes i miss like those you know really like boozy kind of double ipas from from cloudwater yeah. like when we had the uh series like when they were doing all what was it one through 13 or something like mm-hmm. it, i can't remember what number they went up to but um mm. You know, experimental. Somewhere, you know, you could tell there were the the booze shone through more than the others. Sometimes, even at the same percentage. Yes. And <laughs> this one is like, oh, feels quite light. Um, and you know what? That's that's great because I remember having. I can't remember one summer. It was just like, I just want you know, Clyde Water Dipper, and it was the only one there at the time. And it's like. Oh, that's actually quite heavy. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm still drinking about seven of these. <laughs> so, oh well, but it's like you feel it. But um this is this is quite light in that sense. Mm. Um which is nice, but yeah, uh I I I I don't usually see cloud water anymore like in in you know, my bottle shops or whatever. And it's like they are a staple. I mean, they're in supermarkets and stuff like that, but don't usually frequent, you know, you know, your normal supermarket to get a beer nowadays. But so yeah, I, 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 there has been like a long hiatus between me drinking Cloudwater mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But the, like their recent like crop of beers, um, since I think like they moved to this like kind of more subdued packaging, maybe. Um, they're actually quite nice, and it's like, hmm, I should seek them out some more. Mm. So, usually, I, I look at Cloud War and it's just like, uh, there was like a time where I felt like their quality and the taste of the beers was lulling. Yep. And it's like, mm. I didn't, didn't go for them. Um, but nowadays, it's just like, yeah, yeah, like, um, don't know what they're doing over there. Like, in terms super of this. solid. 
Yeah, they're, they're still really solid. Like, I, I can't remember the last time I had a Beaver Town beer or a Magic Rock beer, for example. You know, companies who have been in the supermarket for quite some time. But, um, yeah, Cloudwater is still doing the thing, yeah. you know? Nice. Um, and when when I went to their tap room in Manchester, yeah, um, <laughs> gosh, it was like another world. <laughs> it was <laughs> just before the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, December 2019, um, in the before times, yeah, just all good. You know, when you, so. you walk in, it's just fireworks as you kind of go in the door, and <laughs> it's just an absolute banger. It is really nice in there, to be honest, and then they were next to track, I don't know if they still mm. are, um, but yeah, uh, it's just, yeah, it was like going back to old cloud water, so, so yeah, um, I'm glad they're still doing really good things, nice. um, like, not working with Brewdog. So <laughs> that gets my sale as is. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, um, really nice dipper. So it's something slightly different. Um, this is a dipper. It's It says that it's in a New England style, this uh, King Cyborg from Seven Island. Um, the nose is incredibly light. So again, a little bit of mango, but sweeter this time. A little, little floral notes on there as well and some citrus. Very, very light in there. But it's actually like the... the the flavour kind of follows the nose in being quite light. So it's not a big punch of flavour, but there is a lot going on, even though it is quite a sort of subdued level of flavour. You know, you're not punched by it as you drink it. Mm. But I say it's got a lot going on because I can see the little differences that are kind of coming into it. So there's this... There's definitely this kind of very tropical fruity sweetness to it, but it's got this lovely, lovely smoothness to it as well. This kind of, I, I, I guess it's the strata kind of doing its thing, just sitting at the back and just pulling it through with this lovely, smooth, light, very creamy kind of flavour that's just sat there sort of throughout. But... It also then allows kind of like the malts to come through a little bit. It's, it's got this nice like biscuity backbone to it as mm. well, which again adds to the sweetness. Like this is sweet, 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 sweet. Everything about this is, is very sweet. But again, it, it's subdued. It's not a big hit of sweetness. It's not like taking a sip of like Lucozade or something where you're just hit by the, the sweetness of that kind of drink. This is sort of like, oh, that's nice and sweet. Oh, that's slightly different, but also nice and sweet. Mm. Whilst being very creamy and smooth, sort of throughout it, um, mm. I, I don't know. You know, I, I usually like, as I talked about with the first beer, I usually like when things are kind of a bit more punchy and they're dialed up just that little bit. But I don't know if this was dialed up, whether it would start to get a little bit too sickly. Uh, uh, you know, it's kind of edging on those flavours, which if they're that big, that they start to get a bit kind of sticky and mm. a little bit too much. Feels like these have kind of been maybe not balanced down, but they've been kind of you know brooding quantities enough that it's sort of like, yeah, we just want you to have this flavor, we don't want it to be kind of too much. Um, but it, it also, again, that that kind of that subdued nature almost evokes like a weaker beer as well. So, this this kind of feels a lot lighter than what was it, eight. 
point something, 8.2. So it, it feels a lot lighter than that. You're not getting a stickiness from the sweetness. You're not getting a mm. booziness from the sweetness. It is kind of, it's fruits, it's malts, and then there's that smoothness. Kind of that, that, that slightly creamy, sweet coconut sat in the background as well. And it just all works very, very well. It's not too overpowering. Um, so yeah, I like big, boozy, bitter, punchy beers. And you cannot lie. <laughs> I think this would be a bit too much if it was any of those things. Um, so yeah, there we go. That's the Seven Islands. Uh, mm. We'll return to it and see if it started to subdue a little bit too much towards the end there's, of the. There's the more than seven islands in Greek, surely. Well, uh, maybe I think they're Corfu. Maybe maybe Corfu's made up of. Oh, maybe just, se- you know, just seven. Yeah. Maybe not Corfu necessarily is made up of seven islands, but maybe mm. that archipelago or whatever set of yeah. islands are is seven islands. Who knows? I'm sure a quick Google can tell us why yeah. potentially. Um, I, think, I think that's one for the. Uh... For the for the brewery tour that yes. we're going to go on, oh, <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> Sorted. What year are we allowed out? Twenty twenty six, maybe. Oh. Um, we might be alive by then. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't count on it. <laughs> <laughs> we won't book our tickets just in case. Um, <laughs> let's move back into games and enjoy all of these beers whilst we do so. Lucy, I'm going to come to you mm-hmm. next for what you've been uh, for what you've been playing. You got anything you want to chat about this week? Um, still playing some games that are still. Oh, it's the twenty sixth. Um, probably under, under embargo. Um, I haven't finished them anyway. Um, so I don't know what time it's. Uh, I've I've I haven't been playing anything like like solidly like you know playing through a game or anything mm. um through to completion. I've just been tinkering and you know just hopping from game to game. I, th- I think um, uh, having Game Pass and realising there's more games in Game Pass that I'll ever get to. Yeah. It's okay to, you know, not play something through to completion if I'm not mm. gelling with it or if I find something uh, more interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's and it's like, you know, a couple of years ago I'd be like, I, you know, if I start a game I want to finish it. And now I'm just like whatever i'll just play whatever whatever you know however i'm feeling at the time just like i'll play that or i won't play that um i've what have i been the game i have been playing most recently and just like uh you know somewhat no i wouldn't say obsessively (laughs) i'd say i've played it a lot i played it for what six hours and when did i buy it like three days ago or something <laughs> like that, which is a lot for me. Like you know, I I seldom play games in like long stretches yeah. nowadays. Anyway, mm-hmm. but um, it's called Vampire Survivors. And, oh, I've heard about um, this one. Yeah, because it, apparently it's it's gone viral. Um, like like a good old Wordle, not quite to that that extent, mm. but you can play um a pretty solid version of it in. In uh, HIO, just in your browser. Um, hmm. That's how I tried it out, and then it's two pounds on Steam, mm. so I went 
after I tried out on itch.io, I went straight to Steam and just like, this is a cool thing, I want to, you know, buy it and support it, because it's whoever, you know, just liberally, like, recreates Castlevania assets, <laughs> it, it gets, you know, a thumbs up in my book, because mm. it's, it, the game's basically Castlevania if it w- was a twin-stick roguelike. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, Konami steals from people, like, launching NFT, so, you know, <laughs> other people should steal from them, really. Um, not that this game is the exact same assets, but it's like, uh, you know, if they literally just, like, pulled the image files from, like, the the uh, NESROM or whatever it is, mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, because it has all the weapons in Castlevania, like the axe, the holy water, the you know the knives and everything. Um, it, it's definitely drawing on, you know the the staples of that that series yeah. and like the you know the the art of that series. But it's a you know very low res pixelated, um, you know top down bullet hell game um i say bullet hell with you know a caveat in the sense that it it's only well the bullets are all coming from you you're not dodging bullets you're dodging like literal hordes of enemies that Mm. are descending on you that are just crowding around you um you're the one with all the weaponry um the thing is is that it's not even a twin six shooter it's like literally you only control it with well i'm playing it on with my controllers, so I'm only controlling them with one stick, which is just literally moving around the character. Um, the weapons and your artillery are all automatic; they're all on like a cooldown. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's literally a quote unquote one button game. Mm. You don't have to press anything. It's very accessible in that sense. You're just literally moving around the screen trying to dodge enemies, and all the weapons um, in the game. As I say, very much drawing inspiration from Castlevania. There's uh, the axes, where, so it's like you throw them and they just like tear through these enemies with like high damage. There's like holy water and it starts spraying, you know, random, you know, basically drops on these little pools of enemies. There's the garlic, which basically gives you this like kind of circumference of uh, damage. So anything that gets too close a to bulb you, of damage. Taking... Yeah, <laughs> bulb of a clove of damage. Um, and yeah, you have all these different starter characters. Once the one you start off with first has a whip, of course. <laughs> of course, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, others have like the throwing knives. Others have like this magic wand that's more like cipher or something like that. And it, it's just. It, it, it's Castlevania. They're not. The, they're not. Na- but, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't rip it off too much. It's not like yeah. rather than being Simon, it's like Byman or you know Alucard. It's <laughs> or Alucard Dalo- Dalo- yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> not quite as. But, but but the character models do look like very Castlevania-ish. <laughs> so you know. Got it. Yeah, it's, give, it's give credit where it's due. Sort of, you know, just just rip off a game. <laughs> Yeah, change it enough I mean, that no one really knows, care. apart from those yeah. who, are, who you know are well into it. Okay. <laughs> but I think that's 
that does contribute a lot to why I like it. Mm. But also, it is a very good game. Um, it's only out, it's in early access, but it's one of those games where it's like, okay, it doesn't matter how well this is balanced in terms of like all these weapons have a cooldown. It doesn't matter if that's like 0.8 seconds or 0.5 seconds at this time time being. I imagine those little things will be tweaked mm-hmm. and more weapons will be added. It's just a fun, you know, the base of it, the foundation of it, it's just a really fun game. Yeah. It's like, it, because the whole loop is that you're, you know, enemies descending on you, the enemies get tougher over time as you level up. To level up, you basically collect these gems. Um, every now and then, um, uh, I, th- I think it's luck-based and just, you know, RNG-based, um, if a, if an enemy drops this gem, this blue gem, and you pick up all these blue gems, and that each blue gem adds to your experience points, mm. and as soon as you level up your experience, you get to choose out of three or four if your luck's good enough, but basically three different um, options, which is like, okay, would you like to add the Bibles that are like circulate around you and just do. Um, you know, projectile damage, um, right. a, you know, a ranged attack, or would you like to increase uh, how many whip attacks you have? Do you have one whip going in one direction, or do you have two whips that are just like hitting, you know, in front of you and behind you? Do you increase your luck? Do you increase your health? Do you increase your armor and stuff like that? And it's you keep leveling up and you keep getting new abilities, and it's like you just. Um, seeing how far you can go basically yeah. there's always going to be a point where you get completely overwhelmed when there's hundreds of enemies just like descending on you um and it's like okay i'm just they're, they're gonna get me eventually and the game ends and it's like i think the longest run that i've been on is like i don't know maybe 20 minutes and i've got gotten up to level 32 um and and it's just funny at a certain point where it's just like when you have a good run and you're just hosing down enemies <laughs> and you're just but you know that you're you know it's only a matter of time until you get you know get completely swarmed and you're just trying to you know get to a little corner or find another piece of health or something like that and it's just like oh my you know my health's going down and you know it, I've literally laughed out loud at just like the madness of it, where, where it's like, okay, I'm gonna get swarmed, but I'm gonna take as many of you MFs with me <laughs> as I can before I go down. And um, throughout the level, there's like coins scattered in like candelabras and stuff like that, because it is Castlevania. And you can, um, when you go back to the main menu, you can basically do, uh, you know, permanent upgrades um like stat buffs and stuff like that so you know each time you start the game you get a bit more health or a bit more armor or your mm-hmm. cooldowns are less or something like that so there are permanent upgrades and that's where the roguelike you know uh, element comes into it where you are incrementally making better characters at the start so and and that's the gameplay loop and it's just it's something that I play like oh, okay I'm listening to a podcast or just, you know, want to mess, mess about in a game <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. I mean, it's never, it's never just that long, because I always play for, like, 
multiple runs. Yeah. Um, that's how I've like clocked up six hours in like, the last three days or whatever it is. So, yeah, it, it's just it, it's great. It's fun. It's two pounds. It's so cheap, and it's like, yeah, done. I, I love this. I, I've, I've yeah. just purchased it on Steam. Fantastic. Nice. Looks good. It, it, it's it's <laughs> a good thing for you to play, like yeah. when you're on your lunch hour or something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like and it's not one of those where it's like, oh, I feel like I should wait till the full game comes out. I feel like I'm, you know, gonna miss out on content or or this and that. It's like no, it's just like it's fine as it is. It's just you know the changes you probably won't even notice. Mm. Um, I'm still unlocking things. Um, as I go, I'm unlocking achievements, which I didn't know early access games had achievements, whatever. But it's just like, yeah, yeah. just it's it's good. I'm glad I'm glad it's blown up because um, maybe someone will know to make more Castlevania. They <laughs> won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Intent, yeah. There, there is a fan-made Castlevania apparently coming out, but we'll see if that gets stripped down. Uh, Bloodstained. Man, but saying so good. um, Yeah, I've gone back to uh, Circle of the Moon, which I started before Metroid Dread Mm. came out, and then Metroid Dread took over my life. So, gone back to that, and so good. Those games are so good. Nice, nice. Um, uh, But but yeah, I've just been doing other random crap like playing Typing of the Dead and it's it's very good. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I downloaded that and obviously needed unlimited continues to finish it, but um, I love weird crap. (laughs) (laughs) I I love typing games anyway, but I love, love, yeah. Bring back typing games. Like text adventures. No. (laughs) (laughs) Although, bring those back as well. Um, There's space space for both. Yeah. Um, I hope hope Microsoft make a uh, King's Quest text adventure (laughs) with their uh, acquisition. Well, stick it on Game Pass. They own everything. No keyboard support. They own all IP now, don't they? So it's 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 they can do what they like. Um, yeah. in, in a completely different side of thing, I've been um, delving into The Long Dark, um, which oh. is a game from like 2014 or something. It's like eight, Wait, ten years old. Microsoft so I was doing a Microsoft like Rewards that. thing, right? And it said, uh, go in The Long Dark uh, and, and walk three lengths or whatever it was, three kilometers or whatever it was. What you do then? Oh, I own that game, apparently. Tip, you get a rubber band. And you put it on across the joysticks, <laughs> and then you unlock the achievement Just that way. Circle. You don't actually play the so game. So I, I, I wasn't really going funny. to. I wasn't going to play the game. 2017. And I, and I walked around, and I thought, there's some interesting things going on in this. I'm going to actually play the game. So I launched into the campaign that uh, that is within it, and I'm currently in the second chapter, uh, I think towards the, the end of it. And, you know, enjoying mm-hmm. the kind of like the survival elements of it. And, you know, yeah. again, with it being set in the far northern reaches of Canada, it ties me back to Adol as well. I was missing him. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> this, is, this brings me closer to him. I'm there as well. But it's, Did a wild... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just appears in a cabin. from behind yeah. a, a rock. Um, but it's, it's different in that you need, a, you need a chunk of time to kind of really mm. get into it. I'm finding that the, the kind of the, the stop-start... Uh, um, kind of sessions that I have aren't ideal for kind of for 
for playing it. And, you know, suddenly 30 minutes has gone by. I'm like, I've done nothing. I've made yeah. myself yeah. warm. I've eaten some things. I've moved uh, between... From, yeah, exactly. I've moved from point A to point B. I have to turn it off now. Um, and it, yeah. is, it is a quintessential sort of like survival game. But again, from being from what, you know, as an uh, I think an early access game, maybe it's only uh, as a finished product, four or five years old, maybe. But you know, it's it's good. I'm enjoying it, and it's it, it's it's yeah, drawn yeah. me in enough to want to continue on through the the chapters. You know, the main character um, that I, the main NPC that I came across in the second episode, I was chatting to for ages. I'm like, where is this voice? Whose voice is this? And then suddenly towards, you know, I'm right at the end of that episode now. And he starts talking about a radio. And he's like, I've got to call some people. And I'm like, it's fucking Snake. It's David Hayter. And I just literally yeah. like closed my eyes. And I'm is listening to this voice. I'm like, it absolutely is. And I did a oh, quick wow. Google. I'm like, yeah, it, it is. Um, <laughs> but it just suddenly, suddenly started to talk about something that was slightly familiar to that voice. And I'm like... Bam! That's what it is. Like the recognition instantly right. kicked in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm interested to see kind of where the it Patriots. goes. And it, <laughs> oh, he, he he doesn't quite start talking about the like military industrial complex and these kinds of things, but it's close. Like I feel Shadow that conversation Moses. coming on with this character. It's almost going to be there. Um, but it's it, it's one that I'm really interested in, just sort of like delving into. Yeah, I, I think I think when I first played it. Because I think it came to like game, pre- game preview or whatever mm. they call it on Xbox years ago when it first launched, and it's like I, I swear there was like because it was very early access. I think there was like only one mode in it, which was brutal. Um, <laughs> and I, 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 did, I like tripped over a twig and died in like five minutes <laughs> from like internal bleeding or yeah, something. Like sprain your like, ankle, you're in pain. Yeah. <laughs> Can't move. Yep, yep. It's got yeah. all of that stuff. It's really. I think that that's part of the uh, appeal of it as well. In that there's lots of these kinds of not fail states, but lots of ailments that you can kind of get, which yeah. you can survive and find a way to you know bandage yourself up if if things go wrong, or have a find and explore to find like antibiotics and those kinds of things. Like it, it really leans heavily into that sort of survival yeah, yeah. element. And there's different modes now, and I think that game is like you know quite a healthy community, which mm. is cool. So yeah, I'm glad it you know stood the test of time, um, even though we we've gone back to it for Microsoft like, reward points and that out of. I mean, that's why desire. they do it, though, right? Yeah, they do. Like, yeah, you so fell for the PR again. point trap, but in a good way. It's mutually beneficial. Yeah. Yes. The thing yeah. is that Ben doesn't realise that that <laughs> reward, that specific reward, has been on uh, Game Pass uh, on Microsoft Rewards probably about Five four years. times now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I think this is at least the third time I've done it. Oh. So it's like, okay, get the rubber band out. Again, again <laughs> really it's, it's like not. We, we won't lean into the Acti Blizz um, kind of uh, takeover Microsoft uh, conversation today, but it. Like I really want to know the inner workings of like Game Pass and mm. Ultimate and what games they decide to make quests for for you to get points on. Has the dev paid more money to be on that rotation of that you know essentially promotion 
through the quests uh, that you can get as as ultimate. I, I've always wondered that as well. Someone needs to do a scoop. Mm. They do. Maybe we mm. could get. No, Phil Spencer's not coming to chat to us. Uh, who's next? Aaron Green. Aaron won't come and chat to us, will he? Either. Um, who else is in? Bill we'll Gates. We we'll get Bill uh, Gates on, and he's like, "I've got no idea about Xbox." Don't you know? Yeah, yeah. you heard about the things that I'm doing about malaria. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very different podcast. Um, yeah. We just say we love voodoo events, and if you say voodoo events three times in a mirror, Phil Spencer like just appears. Um, so you know. <laughs> try it. Oh. Try it. We, I mean, we at, at some point, at some point, we should talk about the Activision Blizzard uh, um, buyout thing. But maybe not today. It's not solid at the moment. You know, it's something that's maybe potentially not going to go through until next year anyway. Yeah. So there's plenty of time for us to, to to talk about it. So instead, let's finish there for this evening. Uh, Adol, you opened a beer. You're very lightly sipping it right towards the top as well. Oh, no. It's just small hotel cups. Yeah. Uh, yes. It does look very small against your against your hand. But we will we will lean into um, into the beers and come back to and possibly, probably, for the last time, have a little comparison and a chat about the beers at the end of the episode. Because Friends, if we're going to go forward with this sort of new one-hour um, segment, it'll be, we're drinking a beer. At the end of it, it's like, did you like it or didn't you? Yeah, it was good. Cool. Bye. Yeah. And then it will be the same for the for the next uh, hour. Yeah, I mean, basically, basically we're going to just be like, do you have last thoughts? Yeah, ex- exactly. Or we won't mention it yes. again, right? The Most of the beer, the specific beer combo will be front-loaded on each yep. of the episodes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, Adol, for the last uh, time, I mean, essentially, I, and until we change yeah. it back in a year's time to what we're doing now, um, yeah. What, how do you feel about your beers this evening? I mean, I like them both. I think it was. I'm just like I said. I think I'm spoiled by sours in the UK. Mm. Uh, mm. The zero issue. It was like, like I said. If I had this a few years ago, it would have been great. Um, it's it's well balanced. It's just that the fruit, the mango and the passion fruit and the sourness are very much things that were, they clearly tried to sort of sit together and, and like complement each other, but are separate things. While we sort of in the UK just have had so such an improvement on sours, such that there's just a more wholesome in the sense of a whole taste everything is sort of well blended from start to finish and you're getting a, a much more interesting more robust notion of a sour there mm-hmm. that uh the insmith sort of was like ah yes i remember sours that taste like this this is a good example of that but it's not my favorite type of sour because i know about these other ones yeah um while the fernie black mammoth winter ale um is a beer that surprised me it's it's a very good. You can't taste the eight percent except that it's sort of rich. Um, mm-hmm. It's a nice, strong, uh, dark ale. Uh, and uh, the orange peel and the triple sack actually did come out a bit. And and in once I got used to the oaky, slightly smoky, like that oakiness that I really, really clearly liked, I was kind of let down because I think the triple sack orange peel taste was kind of pulling back from that rather than being balanced but it was only ever so much right before the finish like it was just sort of in the middle of the taste curve i'm like oh yes i can see that part mm. it's not really doing the same as the rest while like the 
chocolate and cocoa were working, like I said, were well melded with that oaky, rich, full-bodied ale. Um, it's just a very good beer. And like I said, I've never had a beer taste like a barrel-aged scotch in this way. Like it just, mm-hmm. and at the right degree of it is oaky and a touch smoky, but not in the sense of, oh, yes, it's like we've poured whiskey into our beer and it's just like in your face oak. It's yeah. it's at the right level that you'd want an 8% beer to taste oaky. Mm-hmm. So it's just really interesting and, and yeah, and tasty. So nice. Kind of a no-brainer on that one. Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, Lucy, we'll come to you then. Um I was going to say two yeah. double IPAs, but that, the Whiplash wasn't a double IPA, was it? It was only an IPA. Yeah, um, and um, still working my way through the cloud water. Whereas the Whiplash, the water jump went <laughs> went very quickly. Mm. Um, I was having to, you know, slow myself down on that one. Yeah, it, I mean that's a winner. It's it, it just had more to it, despite being a you know just single rather than double. Um, add more fruit in it like more fruitiness more more depth i believe you know a bit thicker a bit creamier it was just a bit more bold a bit more you know um punchy whereas the cloud water which is still a very good beer you know um slight sweetness slight sweet undercurrent just you know bringing everything full circle and um having the you know you know fruitiness and Cloudwater was a very good beer, mm. but you know there's a there's a new king in town doing <laughs> the, doing the, the 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 punchy fruity beers and yeah the Swiftlash and yeah it's 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 I would you know five years ago before I even knew about Whiplash didn't even know if they were around I couldn't couldn't see anything topping Cloudwater at that point. Um, I mean, they may not have the crown now, but it's like they're still putting out really good yeah. beers, which, you know, um, for a moment I thought was not the case. But it's like, yeah, they're still around. They're still doing their thing. Their beers still taste good. But for something a bit more a bit more bold, a bit more, you know, flavorful, Whiplash is just, yeah, that's the better beer, um, to be honest. At, what? Mm, I guess it's like... Only one point two percent. Yeah, it's not much. I was is gonna it? say half, yeah. but yeah, but but yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if that has something to do with the combination of different hops or whatever, but uh, I, I just think Whiplash are doing you know things that are very special that um, you know even Cloudwater now uh, may not be doing. So mm-hmm. yeah, really good. good. The water jump nice. this week. Nice. Um, I am also going to go for my first beer this evening uh, um, both ways were nice um, I've got to remember how to say it Asvex uh, um, that one the we'll, not, we'll never be able to the say non-alpha delta uh, beer um, <laughs> just call it delta yeah. alpha <laughs> 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 or the um, omega it, sigma or something yeah just, just omicron that's fine um <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a big beer. It didn't have that kind of like that punchy finish that I think it kind of that I felt was kind of coming. It was it wasn't anticlimactic, but it sort of felt like it was kind of lacking something. But as I drank through it more, and that flavor profile wasn't quite as stark. It wasn't like here is the first flavor, here is what it's gone into, here is the next flavor. As it flowed that little bit more, it sort of felt a little bit more whole as a flavor. Um. The King Cyborg 
whilst again it felt good in terms of what was going on, it has in the last say sort of half got that little bit more sickly sweet. Uh, and as I was saying, kind of at the top, mm. that it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like it was going to go that way, but it, it kind of has. And again, I'm I'm sort of sat with a little bit left in my glass because I'm reaching for it kind of less and less because it it's just not quite as appealing as it kind of first was. Whereas the Avex, um, no, as Vex, um, it's a silent Z, Avex. Um, it, it, it's it, you know, it, it was really good throughout, and and at, the more I drank it, the easier it got, and the uh, the more that it kind of combined that the, the flow sort of worked really, really well. So I'm really impressed with them um, as a as a first beer. I mean, I'm impressed with Seven Island that the, the flavors that they were first getting through that. Uh, that that came through as well, but it, it has just turned that a little bit sickly mm, um, yeah. for me. So it's it's kind of one which I'll probably sup again. You know, a tiny bit of the glass left, but that's probably going to last me the next sort of fifteen twenty minutes at least, um, yeah, because it is yeah. just that little too much. Yeah, some sometimes beers are like yeah. that. Like you know, on another day, another brewery, a deal's you know. Oaky barrel aged beer could have been like that, like mm. very mm. hard to drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much. Yeah, yeah. It, Just it's, it and again, the joy of craft beer, right? The next beer from Seven mm-hmm. Island uh, Brewery might be an absolute banger. The next one from yeah. Asvex might top this one. You know, it might come slightly lower. It's, it's it's kind of the joy of all of the different kinds of beers that people put out and the styles that they try. If if we can't say it. How on earth is a scouse going to be able to say? As Vex, it's definitely a silent Z. That'll be flying. It's got to be a silent Z, isn't it? We'll ask them. We'll go to them and we'll find out for you, listener. Uh, viewer, yeah. what, you know what? What the fuck <laughs> that name actually uh, is? Um, but you will be tuning in. Maybe it's a slur in Liverpool. Oh, God, oh no, we've been saying something rude for the entire episode. Um, I mean, it's standard, right? Um, yeah. Yes, listener, you will be listening to a slightly different episode next week. We'll be coming at you for an hour. And then we'll be putting out, you know, pretty much straight on the back of it, uh, another hour are, you know, the games that we've been played and things that we want to talk about, conversational, and then getting a little bit more deep into something and having an hour of a, a topic or a big game review that we want to get into. It gives you that little bit more choice in how you want to listen to us, but a little bit more bite size as well. You know, you've only got an hour, bam, straight through for the games and the things that we want to talk about. And then... You know, come back to us in a couple of days' time for a bigger, in-depth kind of discussion when you've got all of your washing up to do, all your washing to put on, mm-hmm. all your ironing that you need to crack through. Stick us on for that. You're playing so, Vampire Survivors. Exactly. Or you're playing. Mm. You're playing something that you, uh, you know, can have a podcast to chill out in on the background and just listen to in-depth discussions about one big topic. That's that's our big change coming from episode three hundred. It was. That's a firework. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I assume everyone has to do with episode 300, I guess. Um, 
But you, I thought we were going to be rotoscoped or whatever <laughs> and be very oily looking for this episode. I'll, 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 I'll edit it to hell and I'll just do like loads of wipes and stuff into each. Uh, like, yeah, just yeah. put a couple of TikTok filters yeah. and some slow-mo yeah. for Zack Snyder. Exactly. Oh, it's, it's all slow-mo. <laughs> this this episode is going to be four hours long because it's all slow-mo. Um, you won't be able to understand anything we're fucking saying. There it is. Just do it's the two times speed on YouTube. <laughs> What's that? Is it a Guinness advert where it's got that track? It's like boom, 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 and it's just Adol slowly drinking his beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, friends, if you want to get a hold of us and tell us how we should be drinking our beers, whether it should be in slow motion or what the soundtrack should be, you can go to at Tactics on all of the socials and tell us. You can go to outoflives.net as well. And on our posts there and on the Out of Lives Network YouTube page, you can find a link to our Discord if you want to come chat to us about Bobby Kotick being an absolute cunt. You can do that. Um, come and chat to us every day over on the Discord or on our Twitter. I'm at over underscore 47 if you've got any beers or game recommendations for me. If you want to talk to Lucy about Castlevania... You can do that yeah. on her socials, which is uh, Loose 9 and and send me some Game Boy games because um, I have nothing else to do. Game Boy. Do, do you mean <laughs> actual cartridges or do you mean mm-hmm. titles? No, slash file charms. Actual cartridges because I have no idea where I put mine. I know what vessel it's in. I don't know where it is. I found mm-hmm. my old in my parents' cedar closet. Which I thought my mom just got rid of all of my old games, except for uh, my aforementioned um, OG Game Boy with Link's Awakening stuck was in still it. Stuck but in I it, found yes. yeah. some old Sega games and some old NES games, as well as the um, original Game Boy Simpsons game and Spider-Man oh, wow. 2 not based on the movie just the second Spider-Man game that came out for did, the did game Did we always. have all the same games cuz I had those as well. <laughs> no, I had the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, no, I'm talking OG game. like yeah. gray cartridge. Yeah. I have Yeah, I bought F- five Tetris pixels or Bart, three pixels or an attack. <laughs> I bought Tetris cuz I I, I can't remember where I put the, all of my cards but Oh no. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I put a new screen on it. Oh, nice. Okay. The, the text has, like, gone a yep. bit, but I was thinking of maybe... No one, like, does, like, decals of Game Boy, well, for obvious reason, because <laughs> who the hell would want that other than me? But <laughs> oh, there's plenty of people like Three sales a year. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Playing Tetris anyway, on Game Boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Adol, if people want to get hold of you uh, and let you know when you're back in the UK with all of your systems and platforms, what you should be playing, how do they do that? Oh, I thought you were going to ask what hotel room I'm in. I'm in room 205. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you can reach me at the Omniarch on all of the things. Uh, yeah, T H E O M N I A R C H. I think uh, in the new year I might be streaming more while I'm more actively job searching. Ooh. Might as well do something. Mm-hmm. on the side i'm also probably going to restart my the underscore omniarch twitch channel for productivity streams just because that helped me mm. keep on track so it's like lo-fi 
a royalty free twitchable uh, um, music and just basically I'm going to work. Too. Yeah, mm. I'm going to do mm. work on the Pomodoro style work uh, thing. And if you need, if you like the idea of working in a cafe with someone, it's a virtual cafe type idea. Nice. I did it for a bunch of 2020, and then I lost track of things. And well, it was 2020, so meh. yeah. Uh, so I might start that again. But yeah, other than that. That's me, and I'm looking forward to coming home on Friday. Hooray! Well, Saturday by the time I arrive. Yes. And um, yeah. we are looking forward to seeing you back here. And actually hanging out yeah. as well. Yeah. Hooray! At some point. I mean, it'll still be on Discord. It'll just. Yes. We'll just For both be drinking at the same time. Though. Six For weeks a bit. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely have some actual face to face time soon as well, which will be very nice. Uh, um, you know, listener. At some point, things might open up and we can get some face-to-face time with everybody. Who knows? Who knows mm-hmm. what will happen over the next year? Yes. None of us. I hope to. I haven't been out in like two months, so it's exactly. like it's time. It is time. It yeah. is time. Uh, is it? Maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much longer I can last <laughs> Join us next week, everybody, for a slightly shorter experience, and then probably the day after for another shorter experience that's just slightly different. And that's how we're going to roll going forward. Thank mm. you for joining us this evening. We've been tanked up. Goodbye. Ciao. Oh, I can't say ciao now. Oh, no. Uh, unchow. Ciao now. Uh, Ciao, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) www.outoflives.net